time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. What I'm going to talk about today is something that, oops, excuse me, something just fell over on my desk, um, is something that many people have gone to my site and downloaded. It is my free ebook. <clears throat> and in it, what I am talking about is the lessons that I have learned, and I titled it, What Sex Can Teach You About Life and Business. And I refer to it as these are the entrepreneurial tips and lessons that I have learned um, becoming a best-selling author, speaker, and certified sex educator. And one of the things that I know about these you know, lessons is that they are transferable into all the other areas of your life uh, in a way that is sometimes seamless and so easy. So let me just start with, and this is on my site, loupadget.com. You just enter your email and boom, you get the free ebook. And in this, you know, I started off with the definition of a life entrepreneurial lesson. And these are things that one learns, gifts, gifts of wisdom others share with you. And many times the most powerful little gifts that people will give you are just sort of whispered um, on something as you know, you're standing there talking to them and they'll tell you something and it'll be like, whoa. And I remember I've had a number of those things happen. And one of the first that I remember is when someone first told me how good I was at working with people. And it was my older sister. And I was like, really? Because here's what we often do not pay attention to. The things that we do with the greatest amount of ease, whatever that may be, we think that everybody else can do it. Or, it, you know, because it's easy for us, you know, it's easy for everybody else. Couldn't be further from the truth. So pay attention to the gifts of wisdom that others share with you and how you can make the experience useful for someone who follows. Part of your responsibility, in my mind, in whatever it is you are doing, is to be aware that you have something to help others with. So regardless of your field, the tools and lessons work in life and in any business venture. So what I'm sharing with you are what I feel are the most important and powerful lessons. And 
you know, there's times that some of them are glaringly obvious, but, you know, there are different cycles of how you learn things as well. And the other thing that when I talk to people, when I do my presentations, the big thing often that we get told by our culture is that the only thing that's important is money. And I have to tell you, if you go around and you look at um, graveyards and tombstones or what people have left behind, they're not talking about how much money they had in the bank, are they? Nope. They're talking about who they loved and what they loved. That's what's important. And remember that money is, is money's a return for energy you share. So there are 32 lessons. I'm going to go through them. And then there's some follow-up questions as well that I have learned to ask people when they are wanting to be in a relationship, when they are wanting to choose a business, when they're wanting to choose something. So may they guide you and help you as much as they have me. One of the first things I'm going to say straight out of the gate, believe in yourself and your dreams. There is such power in knowing what you are, what your dreams are. And if it isn't clear right now, it could be something that, uh, let's say you want to be in, you know, a really um, loving, supported relationship. Yet, you're not sure how to go about doing that. Well, then look at another place where you do have something that you can be doing. How can you be helping other people? Is there a place at, uh, if you go to some place of worship, is there something you could do there? Is there a school that you can volunteer at? Any place where you can do something that opens a door of you being, having a giving nature brings in people who will respond to you. When they talk about the law of attraction, it works whether you think it does or you think it doesn't. It does. And so I acknowledge <clears throat> in you know, the first part of any of my books, of my five books, the people who have guided and mentored me. And many times they were people who they weren't even, they had nothing to do or knew nothing about the area of sexuality. Actually, the majority of them did not. But what they did have <clears throat> is they had an awareness of me and of business and of how they had been successful. So the first lesson you have to remember, and I say this all the time, attention is your most powerful tool, both paying and receiving attention. So if you are wanting to create something, whether in the relationship or in business, watch people and events and watch their behavior. So just as an example, my best friend, Brian, who was the one who at the time uh, gave me the best information about oral sex, he was gay. <laughs> he told me this one because he was also, he was like a designer's designer. He could design anything. But what he told me is often people's clothes and styles will tell you where they felt the best and the most powerful in their lives. So just sort of like do a little, you know, visual review of things. As an example, for some, that is still in high school or college, and they will tell you who they are the most comfortable being around. So, for example, if you see someone who is consistently wearing, then um, we're not talking about the classics because classics are classics, but if you see someone who is wearing the style that was, you know, very hip 
15 years ago, you know that's where they feel that they were their best looking or the most powerful. And, and that's what you speak into, where they feel. Because when you're talking about dealing with people, um, there's you know um, NLP, uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And one of the things that they are aware of is that you do a mirroring and a matching of what people are talking like. And so, for example, if you're talking to a group of people or you have meeting someone new in your life and they, uh, you know, talk with their hands and they gesticulate and they you know, do this. If you sit with your hands, you know, carefully tucked onto your lap, that's not going to be a way that's going to keep them engaged with you. You need to have something where, you know, it's not about flailing around, but do something that is like a, a mirroring of what their behavior is. That will then keep a connection between the two of you. So, you know, and again, so that's what you are speaking into, what you observe and what you paid attention to. Now, your attention to a plant, a person, or a project is the sunshine that makes things happen. So my comment to people is, Turn on your sunshine. Everyone has it. Whether you know whether you think you do or you don't, I'm telling you, you do. Because when people, most people start affairs, not because they don't have, you know, it isn't typically because of sex. It's usually because of attention. Someone's not getting attention the way that they want. Lesson number two, trust your gut. It won't lie. And now this is a tiny little voice our egos often have us ignore. Now this tiny little voice, it cannot lie. It can't. Now, when I started my company, I asked five different entrepreneurs. I said, please tell me in one sentence your best piece of advice. And they all said, in manner or form, trust your gut, it won't lie. And then each of them related an example of when they themselves didn't listen and how the results were disasters. And so this also applies in relationships and sex. And I think each of us will recall an event or person our little voice tried to tell us about. The real gut answer is in your chest. It's not in your head. So whether you call it your heart or you know, your gut complex, if you feel the reaction, here's, here's what I got taught in another uh, group that I was part of. If you feel the reaction above your shoulders when you're thinking, you know, that is your brain talking. You need to feel it below your shoulders. But believe you me, and the other thing, if you are with someone in a new relationship and you're already being sexually, you know, intimate, sleeping together, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you roll over and you look at them, if your heart says, this is where I should be and it makes your heart smile, chances are you're in the right place. But if you roll over and look at them and you go, what am I doing here? That, your little voice is telling you the truth. So always, and if you have any problem listening to that little voice, just sit for, you know, three or four minutes, first thing in the morning, and just ask, you know, just Concentrate on your breathing, whether you call it meditating, whatever you want. And if you have a question, put it out there to universe and then just stop thinking about it and breathe. And chances are you'll feel something in your body that will give you the answer. Lesson number three, 
Your success doesn't take away from anyone else's. To the contrary, it supports theirs too. So in the area of relationships, if you have a successful relationship, to the contrary, what it does is it supports other people's relationships because they then see what is going on over here and they're more like, oh, that, I, you know, that's more of what I would like to have in my life. Now, if you're talking about business, what is a tragedy is when you play too small. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. ever get nervous riding in an elevator because you're afraid the cable might snap? It's entered my mind more than once. According to Elevator World magazine, on the rare occasion a cable breaks, the car won't hunge plunge to the bottom. This is because elevators have as many as 10 cables holding them up, each capable of supporting a fully loaded car. Sometimes I feel a little mischievous in elevators. Next time you're feeling like a rapscallion, try one of these little jokes. When there's only one other person in the elevator, tap them on the shoulder and then pretend it wasn't you. Push one of the buttons and pretend it gave you a shock. Or maybe start a sing-along. What's a word for a person who thinks he's funny but no one else does? Zitzel soup. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. It's easy to fall into the same old routine, whether you're at your desk or working out in the gym. When it comes to exercise especially, it's important to stay challenged and to switch it up. Not only is it good for you mentally, it's also beneficial to your body. Cooper Aerobic Center recommends that you don't stick to the same beat. While it's important to keep your overall exercise schedule consistent, you don't have to do the same workouts each time. Try different machines or classes to switch things up. They say that if you're not feeling a challenge, up your intensity level. Your ultimate goal is to reach a high intensity level of exercise while remaining safe. That is good advice and a useful reminder to change things up in your workout to achieve the best results. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back. Um, before the break, I was talking about, I have 32 of these lessons, and we only got the number three. And that was that, you know, and these are from the free ebook that is on my website, loupaget.com. Just go in there, put your um, email address in, and boom, it'll get sent right to you. And, you know, the... 
point number three that I was making, lesson number three is that your success doesn't take away from anyone else's. And this is also especially true of successful relationships because people want to be around them. They, they too want that. Um, I also tell women, look, if, if you're upset or having a problem about something or the same thing, you know, whether it's a woman or a man, if you're hanging out with people who have disastrous relationships, it is like a ticking time bomb. It is a matter of time before that's what happens in your relationship or you become, you know, so toxic that no one wants to be around you. No one wants to be around that type of person. Okay. Lesson number four. This is true in sex and in business. Be approachable and be generous. Your gift is to share. So don't be miserly because it cuts you off from others and is one of your reasons for being here. You're here to share with human beings. Humans are very much like bees. We call them cities. They call them a hive. But we do things together and it's a, you know, it's a benefit for all parties when you are doing things together. So in the bedroom, it's especially true, as people have shared with me, their best partners have been the most open and giving to them. Also, their best partners have not been the best looking necessarily or had the largest respective body parts. What they have had is an openness and a vulnerability. And, you know, they have been giving and they've been, you know, open to the person asking them things or, or trying things. Yes, it requires vulnerability, but let me assure you, if you don't have an open spirit and attitude, no one is going to come in. Truly, you have to make space for them to enter and to show up. And I often will see it happen in relationships, particularly for women who are very accomplished. Yeah, they can do everything for themselves. You know, that's, they, you know, are, they, often became successful because they had to, but, and you know, they have a passion for what they do. Yet if there isn't a place for someone to come in and make a contribution, they don't come in. They, you know, people want to know that they will make a difference in your life, whether it's, you know, your business life or your personal life by them showing up. Lesson number five, keep your ego in check. Now, this may be the toughest and most constant personal review to do. Remember I talked about the previous lesson? When you pay attention, if you can feel it from your neck up, that's your ego in your head talking. If you feel it from your neck down, that's your gut. That's that little voice that can't lie. So when I look at this, I am looking for, you know, when people are saying, oh, you know, I, I ask them to do a personal check and say, who am I doing this for? You're doing it for me. Is that because of what it's going to look like or does it match up with the little voice? Now, the ego will get you into lots of stuff, but it will also take you out. And, you know, a one quick, you know, review of fallen political types or personalities or business people will show you truly daily examples of ego taking people out. A healthy balance in ego, you know, takes you places and has you take care of yourself, your body, and your business. You know, it'll bring you into something, but you know, then you have to do the review of why am I here? So if the only reason you're going into a relationship is because you think you're gonna make a perfect power couple, or you know, they're the best looking person in the room, that's, that is a recipe for disaster. And this is why I look at Tinder and I go, you've gotta be kidding me. This is the most 
shallow, egotistical thing. I'm even more, you know, uh, amused by the dating websites that say you have to be this age, you have to have this look. And the people who are started the, you know, the so-called clubs make a determination whether or not you're good looking enough to join. Yikes. <laughs> would you would you really want to go to a party with someone like that? I don't think so. Okay. Lesson number six, use specific terms of your world and business carefully. So for many general audiences and people, as soon as they hear complicated or unknown terms, their brains cloud over, you know, in other words, they go brain dead as they think it'll be too technical, too much for them. So always explain the term and then use a more user-friendly term. For me, I have to be very aware of not going overboard with scientific terms, which I love as a hard science major, but instead I will cite a study or a source and then deliver it in less complicated um, while I can still using accurate language. So in other words, if I'm talking about genitalia, I'm not going to talk about, you know, her pussy. I'm going to say her vulva or her vagina. I'm not going to talk about, you know, you know, some uh, jargon term that is not what is, you know, because when you start using that, people's brains also drift away. And if you can't use specific terms, say, I'm trying to refer to this area. One thing that you might consider doing when you're speaking to someone about something is say, as you probably know, or you may have heard before, that sort of brings them in, in a way that they're like, oh, okay, I am being acknowledged as knowing something, even if they didn't know it, that will make them feel oh, okay, I'm being perceived as, you know, being on a similar level to hear this. It just, you know, it, it's not being patronizing. It is literally bringing them in to be more part of your conversation. Lesson number seven, ladies, exercise your why chain. And in this, from a business standpoint, ask for what you are worth and what you want. Men in business have no problem asking for this. And at times, I sometimes look at, you think you should be paid this for that? Really? But for many times, women don't get enough training on asking for how much it should be. And this is also very applicable to our sex lives. What do you want? You know, what are the things that, you know, you would like to, you know, try or experiment with? Now, admittedly, there's a whole lot more people who are willing to say, yeah, I want to do this. I want to try kink. I want to do, but do they really know what they're asking for? <laughs> That's one of the things when people say, well, I'm really into kink. I'll go, okay, what does that mean for you? Well, I'm into kink. <laughs> okay. Can you be more specific? And sometimes they can't, which tells me that this is, they're listening to someone saying something. And then it's like, oh, it's that, that patterning thing where, People in, they, they used to do the behavioral studies and they would put people into a waiting room in a dentist's office and the person, you know, person would come in who was not part of, you know, the, the setup and the other five people in the room would get their forms to fill out, you know, for the dentist and they'd stand up and be writing on their little boards and the person who wasn't part of it, who they would do the same thing. They would stand up, you know, awkwardly anyways, but that's the same kind of thing. You need to know that you can ask for something or 
be an individual outside of what other people are doing. Lesson number eight, listen to people and not just their words. What do they say? It's like 97% of the uh, communication that you are delivering is as a result of how you look, how you speak, and how you present yourself. The words are kind of like, they're sort of like tangential almost to what is going on. But you need, in any area of your life, you need to become an aggressive listener. And what I mean by that is don't think ahead to what you think they will say or what your response needs to be because listening is one of your most powerful entrepreneurial skills. And listening to your partner in life will be one of your best skill sets. Then, here's the next part, then listen to what is not being said. Because many times people will say something that is easier for them to say than the more difficult thing that they really want to say, which, and here's how I, how I find these things out, because people will often tell me the things they want to say to their partner, but they don't say it to their partner. <laughs> I use the example of a woman who said, well, I'd sooner divorce him than, you know, have a conversation with him about money. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I knew this person very, very well. And I said, you have got to be kidding me. And she said, no. And I said, have you said that to him? Well, she said, well, in, in, in sort of, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he understands. I said, no, no, no. What you just told me, have you said that exact sentence to him? And she said, no. I said, will you please tell him? And when she did, it was like he had been sucker punched. He had no idea that was how she felt. And, and I'm telling you, she had felt like that for about 15 years. That's a long time to carry something around, right? But when she finally said it, then the conversation was on the table and, you know, things changed dramatically for the two of them. Now, we're coming up to our final, you know, minute here. And what I'm talking about on this show today is the free ebook that's on my website, what sex can teach you um, about life and entrepreneurial skills. And it's free for you. All you have to do, put in your uh, email address and Zoom. The little free ebook will come to you. I'm working on another one right now. And, you know, that will also be, you know, available for you. But we're coming up to our break here. And so we just finished with um, lesson number eight, which is listen to people and not just their words. And Roy is cueing me and we're going to go to the tunes right now. Thanks so much. And we'll be back with the balance of the lessons. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. 
So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. spend a lot of time in front of it. But do you know who invented the television set? The short answer is John Logie Baird, who invented the television set in 1925. The longer answer is that many people worked on different inventions that eventually came together to make a television set. The very first television show was a broadcast of the opening ceremony of the New York World's Fair in 1939. The first television commercial was for Bull of Watches. The cost of that commercial? Four dollars. And so began the herkle-durkle and thurgy-lurgy, or the idle relaxation of watching television. Of course, in the early days, we got a lot of exercise watching TV. We had to walk both ways to the television set to change the channel. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The journal Pediatrics reports on teens developing heart problems, cardiovascular disease, and diabetes, and it is shocking. The study shows that diabetes has jumped from 9% a decade ago to a dreadful 23% today. That's nearly a quarter of all teens at risk of needing daily insulin injections to control their blood sugar levels. With around one-third of all adolescents either overweight or obese, Risk factors for heart disease look just as bad. Half of overweight and nearly two-thirds of obese teens are already showing risk factors for heart disease, such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or diabetes risks. It's time to take teenage and childhood obesity seriously and to promote lifestyles of daily exercise and healthy eating for our children. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Um, today, as I have uh, noted before, but I want people to have an idea of the how useful the information in this little ebook that is free for you on my website, loopadget.com. And again, you just put your email address in, and boom, there it is. These are the things that I learned after years of, you know, from a business standpoint and putting and doing things in the area of sexuality. And I, one of the things that I will often tell people when they ask me, you know, they'll say, well, you know, doing a business in the area of sex, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, similar to doing other things. And I have to tell you that couldn't be further from the truth. Main reason being doing, having any business in the area of sexuality is something where people make all kinds of assumptions of, how you got the information, who you and why you are the expert. And they also, you know, if we were talking about the importance of peanut butter in a peanut butter pie recipe, it would no more have anyone be, you know, nervous or upset 
than fly to the moon. But if we're talking about the importance of having pleasure in a relationship and a sexual relationship, people go, it, it, they get nervous, they get scared. And one thing I will often tell people when they're being interviewed, whatever you do, do not speak about yourself unless it is germane to the conversation. So for example, if I'm you know, talking about uh, anything to do with sexual function, I don't speak about myself. I speak about other people. That way the information is about them. It's not about me. Because if you are wanting people to relate to information, you have to have it be information that they relate to, not just you. Okay? So anyways, here's we go with lesson number nine. Choose to be for something rather than against something. Now, and I use the story that was told about Mother Teresa. When she, when asked if she would march against the war, her comment was, no, but when you want to march for peace, I'll do it. Energetically, being for something will make your work and focus much easier for you, and you're not in a battle against something, you're in a flow towards something. So, as an example in a relationship, be for your partner's good traits, not against what they might be missing. You know, so they, you know, don't have hair the color that you like. Be for some, something else. And the other thing is when you are for something, that is when people will get behind you. That is when people want, you know, for example, when I first started in the area of sexuality, the reason I did it is because I saw people weren't getting accurate, respectful information. To the contrary, they were getting lied to. And I'll tell you right now, there's parts of it that are not a whole lot different right now on the Internet. There's lots of people out there who are representing themselves as experts when in all actuality their information is half-baked, but it's mainly about them. So the moment, here's how you, know, you can often determine whether or not someone is, you know, what they're, how accurate their information is, how many times do they use the word me, my, or what are they trying to sell for themselves, okay? Because you need to have someone who in this area is able to deliver information without having their fingerprints all over it, if you know what I mean, okay? Lesson number 10, listen to what people ask you to do with your gifts of information and your skill set. Now, invariably, those around you or see your true gifts and ability. This can often be something is really easy for you, as I talked about before. But when people will ask you, see, one of mine was the simplicity of complicated scientific, anatomical, and medical concepts, and then making it easier for people to relate to. And my one of my first roommates here in LA was the one who said, you need to be sharing this with my friends. And I said, for God's sake, Sherry, you're in med school. She was in UCLA med school at the time. She said, yeah, but she said, they're not telling us anything. You have the information. And it was because of listening to people tell me what their best ideas were. And I had the sciences background. So they were, uh, Sherry and her friends were one of my first focus groups. Lesson 11, be ready for opportunity when you least expect it. And it may not look like it at first. So, my mother's death had me no longer fear death. 
because I always thought I knew how I'd feel when my parents died. Couldn't have been further from the truth. And my mother died when I was 22. So I was like one of the first of my friends who had a parent die. And that led to me volunteering on the AIDS ward at Cedar sinai here in Los Angeles for 10 years because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't scared about dying because people were at that point, I thought you could still get HIV from a mosquito or a toilet seat. No. And I, people said, aren't you worried you're going to get it? I said, look, I'm not having sex with these people and they're not bleeding on me. So no, I'm not worried about, you know, getting HIV. But it was because, and I had one other friend who had died um, of HIV, and this was Brian's partner, Don Boyce. And when Don was diagnosed, how people treated him, I vowed, I, if I were ever in a position, I would never have people feel like that. The social isolation, how they were a social pariah, no one would talk to them, no one would touch them. And I said, if I ever have an opportunity, I'm going to do it. So that opportunity was my mother's death, so I didn't fear death. I volunteered in the AIDS ward. That led to me creating the seminars. That then became the books. So in my area of sex and relationships, something that I thought was, you know, supposed to, you know, be something else, it led me to something that was completely different. I never thought I'd be an author. That wasn't at all what I was going to do. I didn't study English, but I did know science. And I did know how to get information from people and how to translate it so it was understandable. Point uh, lesson number 12, with every ending comes a beginning. So failure only means that that particular action didn't work for where you want to go. And in all areas of your life, this truism is spoken of whether it is as one door opens, another closes, as one door closes, another opens. So it speaks to the cycles we live through. And it may be an ending you didn't want, yet you can't change it. I use the example of a girlfriend of mine who was a um, headline news uh, news anchor. And she literally had just made the decision to end her first marriage. Um, she was go- moving out of the house for, you know, going away for the weekend so he could move his stuff out. And on that weekend, she met her second husband, who is now the father of her three children. And when he talks about, you know, an opportunity that they didn't know when you least expected and did not look like it, she was um, in the, um, she was in a uh, fountain, dancing around in a fountain. And he jumped to get into the fountain with her. And that was, that was how, you know, Here's this beautiful woman dancing around in a fountain with him. That was an opportunity. And again, he jumped for it and took it. They have three of the most beautiful kids you have ever seen. Here's another thing. Lesson 13, face your biggest fears. Fears are like schoolyard bullies. And when you face them, they shrink. And in relationships, one of the biggest fears is saying what you would like to do. But the fears, you you know, sexually, you'll be rejected or considered sophomoric by your partner. And in life, one of people's biggest regrets, again, you know, we talk about the going into a graveyard and you see, you know, things that are written on a gravestone or things that are, many people, when they are at the end of their lives and you talk to nurses who work in hospice, 
Once the, they will tell you that people's biggest fears are not what they did, but what they didn't do. And don't let that be you. Do not, you know, fear is only as powerful as you let it be. Now, here is point lesson number 14. Find your focus and don't move off the mark. With this one, I'm, it's, it's going to be a tough one for many people to hear, but you know when you're on focus. You know it. And you know in your gut. And for me, I knew that people wanted this information. The people told me I was crazy and like, who do you think you are and what's going on and why are you doing this and you're not this and you're not that. And I said, look, my focus wasn't to be the expert. What I knew is that people asked me as they weren't getting technique and practical information about sexuality in a respectful and accurate manner. So, and I will tell you the people saying, who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. That certainly stopped as soon as my first book went bestseller. But also, please be prepared for your focus will shift and change. Don't worry. That's normal. And then you will have another goal or direction to, you know, that will come into focus. And lesson number 15, let people know what you are doing or what you want to do. People can't support you unless they know what you want to do. And they will, you know, if someone tries to stonewall you, either in a relationship or personally, nip that in the bud. Tell, I'm telling you, I had a relationship with someone who he got upset if I wasn't home at a particular point in time because he had a very standard job. And I said, look, I can't do that. I, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, great person, but not the person for me to go forward with in my life. So we're coming down to the 30 seconds. We will be going into our next break. Again, I'm getting this from a book that people asked me if I would write it because I was doing presentations to entrepreneurial groups. And they said, you've got stuff here that people want to hear. And it first started from doing a presentation to a Manhattan Beach um, uh, conference. And these people <laughs> said, this is what we want. So you're getting the benefit of what I've already done. We're coming up to our uh, final seconds in this. You can find all of this on my website, lupaget.com. It's the free ebook. Roy's bringing in the tunes. I will be back right after this. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success, more stability, more happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. 
probably heard about the Ring Video Doorbell app. It has a motion sensor that alerts your cell phone if someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who is at your door and talk to them through a remote-mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, I had no idea he had installed it while I was out of town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Flabbergoobles. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Oh, goodness me, I'm, I apologize. I was flipping through some, some of my other lesson plans here. Anyways, when, uh, just before the break, I had just finished talking about let, um, let people know what you are doing because they want to help you. But the other thing is they need to know what you're wanting to do, where you're wanting to go, because then they can support you. And they may bring in something that you never expected. Here's an example that I had happen. I had a friend of mine who, you know, they said that, you know, she was a girlfriend of mine. I had done my seminar and she happened to have a friend who was at the National Institutes of Health. Well, and I had said to Marsha, I said, you know, I need to find a way to get more accurate information than what I'm getting right now because there just isn't anything out there. Well, lo and behold, one of her best friends happened to work at National Institutes of Health. She called them and he said, look, this is the person you need to talk to. I ended up approaching Dr. You know, Penny Hitchcock. She was the head of the uh, uh, AIDS and Immune uh, funding for the entire, you know, a- that entire area of National Institutes of Health. And she became not only, you know, a mentor and support, but she became one of the first powerful sources of really accurate information. So I could say, you know, off, you know, look, I just, I got this straight from blah, blah, blah. So if I hadn't let um, my friend Marsha know, I never would have met you know, one of the best sources of information that I got at the time. Now, lesson 16, don't worry if it hasn't been done before. The important thing about this is, you know, that's what we call it imagination and future thinking. The thing is, is that, you know, sometimes the simplest idea solves a myriad number of problems. And that's what my seminars did and my books did. They put together all the information of what thousands of people said were their best ideas into a place where people could get it and that it wasn't, you know, something that they, it could be done confidentially. It was private and, and it fricking worked. That's the big thing. So, and, you know, and again, in your relationship and sexuality, if it hasn't been done before that, you know, takes you out of your 
comfort zone, heightens your awareness and brain chemistry, increasing the dopamine that is, you know, the fall in love, you know, brain chemical. So, you know, it's something that important thing is, is there's creativity in every area and imagination and future thinking. There's comfort sex and then there's the creative stuff. Now, lesson 17, everything happens in waves and cycles. Don't be afraid of them. They are your time to regroup and refresh. And I've gone through them and you sometimes feel like, oh, you know, what's the matter with me? Why am I not, you know, doing something? And, you know, everything is a cycle. Now, if you stay 100% stuck, that's another matter. But, you know, the entire time, if you keep looking at something that, you know, you need to be doing all the time, every day, constantly, you're going to burn out. You do need to have a time to step back and regroup. Uh, lesson 18, entrepreneurs draw on all of their experiences. Now, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family, so that for me was like easy schmeasy. But, you know, what can I do to make this work? Attitude was the way I did things. And when I first started it, I wasn't sure how I was going to make this work. <laughs> in addition to which, now, I started my seminars and at the time, I had a great apartment. I had a roommate. I was working at 20th Century Fox. And I was doing seminars on the weekends and at nights. And then in one two-week period, I lost my job. My roommate moved out. And the woman at uh, social insurance would not, I could not, uh, I couldn't get unemployment uh, because I said I was, you know, trying to work on creating my own business. And she said, well, then you don't qualify. I'm like, excuse me? So I went from having half of the expenses to all of the expenses. And that was literally when I was walking around in my apartment going, I do not know how I'm going to do this, but what can I do to make this work? Things showed up out of like the ethers that I never expected. Family who came in and they were the reason I was able to continue doing what I was doing. And, you know, I paid them back you know, as quickly as I could, but if it, they were literally the reason I was able to keep doing what I did. Lesson 19, do what, do what you love to do. Whatever you decide to do, do it from your heart. There truly is no more powerful drive than passion. And it'll fuel the majority of highly successful businesses and love fuels powerful relationships and sexual connections. It is something you have it. And, you know, there's if, if you ever really want to know, uh, listen to songs that really talk to you honestly about love um, and sexuality. Pay attention to country and Western songs. They have some of the best, the best ever um, versus, you know, the uh, I can't make, you know, you can't make, you know, my heart fall in love with you. I you know care for you, but I can't. That's that thing I talked about at the top of the show. If you wake up in the middle of the night, you look over at them and you go, what is this person doing here? Chances are you're not in the right place. Hmm? Okay. Now, lesson 20. If you speak someone's language, they will listen. So when I started doing my men's seminar, I knew I had to do guys speak. And so I read every single thing that was focused for men that I could get my hands on to get the right tone and the phrasing. 
Now, I also discovered some really great writers, truly hilarious writers that I knew that I would be, you know, informed and tickled by their wit. And one of the solutions for me when I was first starting my men's seminar was to use a lot of golf analogies because I golfed and I knew this was something that I could, you know, use that as, you know, the say to men, listen, you know, you may play your home course, you know, all the time, meaning, you know, referring to their partner's body, but, you know, you're not going to have your approach shot end up in the same place at the front of the green every time. So why would you think that's going to happen like that in the bedroom? Do not think just because, and, and the formulaic nature of sexuality for many people is one of the reasons people get so bored. It's kind of like, oh, I can't do this one more moment. Um, so point number, lesson 22, be smart enough to know when you don't know and go and find someone who does. As an example, right now, I know my area of expertise is not therapy relative to, you know, compulsive sexuality. But if I need to get a hold of one of those experts, I'm calling Dr. Eli Coleman. I am calling Doug Braun Harvey. And I'm going to say, look, give me the information. If I'm being asked this question, may I ask how you would answer it? That way I can, you know, you, because if you try and bluff on something, people are going to know. They just will know. Same way if you try and bluff when you're going to do something relative to a relationship. Eventually, it's going to blow up and people are going to know. So the other thing, lesson 22, keep growing. Know that, you know, and growth is a constant. And if that's more information, I was use the example of uh, Oprah. And she talks about where does she find, where does she have her greatest amount of satisfaction and feel success? And it's when she's learning or when she's teaching. I get that. I get that like you can't believe. So when you keep growing, I think it was Mark Twain who said, even if you're on the right track, if you stay still, the train is going to run you over. So this isn't the same as cycles and waves, but it is that if you stop and have no more willingness to continue. Now, there's certain things in my business that have changed dramatically. That's part of, you know, whether it is from the change of what Amazon is doing or the change of people being online more or different forms of communication. But the big thing here is that people want to know that you're still growing. And if you are wearing the same outfit that you wore 15 years ago, people are going to think your information's old and they're going to think that, you know, you're, you're not being up with what's going on. Lesson number 23, be kind to your body, please. It's the only one that you have and you're the only one who really can. 24, no one really knows what's going on. I'm going to give you a big secret. When it comes to the world of entrepreneurs, when it comes to the world of business, no one really knows what's going on. They can do as many plans and as many conjectures as they want, but particularly in business, they may wear a suit, but they are bluffing and posturing, period. No one knows what the future is. So acting like they do is absurd. And facts are often just someone's opinion. And check, double check how they arrived at their numbers. Believe me, statisticians can be very creative. But, you know, someone's saying, well, this is what's going to be happening. If you really want to get a good laugh out of things, go back and look at what people projected as being the big trends, you know, from five years ago or two years ago or even, you know, a year ago. They're not going to be what's here. A lot of them are not. 25, read, 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 
what others are communicating. You will find things and gems everywhere. You have to be on top of this. You have to be, you know, if your current information is one of their things, make sure that you learn and read everything you can. Be current, 26, be current with your communication tools, you know, whether that's equipment or attire, out of date, out of date, clothes and equipment will translate that you have out of date ideas. Number 27, no one does it better than you. Trust me, I'm an identical twin. I know my sister can't be me and I can't be her. And that's just the deal. 28, there are no original ideas. What is original is you're doing it. Do it. 29, become the go-to voice. Make the people who choose you, make them feel good and make them feel like they were, they were smart in getting you. 31, acknowledge the people who have helped you. That is crucial. Always, always, always. And remember, if you got something from somebody, make sure that you acknowledge them as a source. Do not be one of those people who acts like you're the sole source of information. And number 32, lesson 32, mind your manners. Say thank you and be ethical. Thank you so much for being with me today. We're coming down to the close of the show here. This is, these 32 lessons are in my free ebook on my website, loupaget.com. All you have to do is put in your handy dandy little email and it'll get sent right to you. And then you can read them yourself. And I trust that these will help you in your love life, in your sex life, and as you go forward in any of your own business skills. Here come the tunes. Have a lovely rest of the week. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 